0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
1: Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Before we get going on this question of whether or not President Joe Biden should offer a pardon to President Donald Trump, uh, I have some br- breaking news to, to share with you. Uh, and it comes from uh, the World Trade Center Utah, there has been an announcement that John M. Huntsman Jr. has been elected as the chair of World Trade Center Utah. Let me read a a bit from the information provided me by the the World Trade Center. It reads that uh, John M. Huntsman Jr. is the new chair of World Trade Center Utah, WTC Utah, with members and partners across the state, including the governor's office of economic development. Uh, And this quote comes from outgoing chair of World Trade Center Utah, Scott Anderson. Ambassador Huntsman's unparalleled international expertise, extensive business expertise, and substantial role in founding World Trade Center Utah uniquely qualify him to serve the state and Utah business Community in this capacity. Uh, Mr. Anderson, again, Scott Anderson, outgoing chair of World Trade Center Utah, concludes We are fortunate for his willingness to lead our efforts to make Utah the crossroads of the world. Uh, this news coming after, uh, of course, uh, John. Huntsman Jr. unsuccessfully seeking uh, the governorship here in the state of Utah. Uh, And and I have, you know, I've been wondering really up until now uh, what exactly he would do uh, next. He and honestly all of the candidates for governor this past year, uh, they're not people who stay still for very long. Uh, they are not uh, people who do well uh, in idleness. They are busy. They are ambitious. They are go-getters. Uh, you know, regardless of your politics, what you think about that go-getter attitude, uh, they are uh, people who are always on the move. Uh, Governor Spencer Cox uh, included some remarks on the announcement as well. Uh, Governor Cox says, uh, again, responding to John Huntsman Jr.'s election as chair of World Trade Center Utah, uh, Governor Cox says, quote, I am grateful that Ambassador Huntsman has once again responded to the call to serve. His service in this important role on Team Utah will ensure that our global engagement is a means to an end in accelerating growth for Utah businesses and providing economic opportunity for families and individuals across the state. Uh, so that's that. The The information continues with a, a look at uh, Ambassador Huntsman's past, uh, time uh, served in Russia and China and Singapore. You might have forgotten about that one. He was, uh, that is, John Huntsman, Jr. He served as ambassador to uh, Singapore before Russia and China uh, years and years ago. A very young man uh, when he did that. I think at the time the youngest uh, ambassador to be serving. Well, I have to fact check me on that one. Uh, but here's my question. The, my, my lingering question up until now has been, what's next for John Huntsman, Jr.? I don't know that this chairmanship. I don't know that it's a full time position. I don't know that it requires his full attention. And so there is still a remaining question: uh, what uh, What does he do if it is a part time gig? If it's full time, and and I'm just uh, you know out of the loop. Uh, you know this is obviously what he will dedicate himself to fully. But uh, but if not, and oftentimes chairmanships, uh, you know, sometimes allow for you know extra time and uh, extra events to occupy your attention. We'll see. We we will have to see. But regardless, today's announcement. Again, John M. Huntsman, uh, Jr., elected as chair of World Trade Center Utah. Okay, now, let's shift to this question I've been uh, stewing over, honestly, all morning. And it is, uh, it feels, it it feels funny at first glance. But then if you think about it a little more, maybe you come around to the idea. I'll admit to you that I'm not 100% sure where I stand on this question, but I I think Enough of the question uh, that it's important to to discuss it at the very least. Yesterday's inaugural event, yesterday's inaugural festivities, if you will, in particular, the inaugural address delivered by President Joe Biden was very heavy on civility and come togetherness. And we need to, you know, break through all the division that we are experiencing uh, these days. And regardless of, you know, where you point the finger of blame at that division, uh, uh, you there is a desire to overcome it. And me, I, I'm on board that train. I would love for us to be able to, with cool heads, uh, debate. Some of the issues. In fact, I'm very much looking forward to uh, debating and sharing with you some of uh, what I feel are the shortcomings in President Biden's signing of that tall stack of executive orders on day one. I honestly, I don't see how exactly that moves us towards uh, unity, especially on day one when uh, you know about 74, 75 million Americans uh, voted. Uh, essentially against the actions taken in those 17 executive orders. But we can debate that, and we can do so civilly, and uh, and we will do that. But is there the risk of further division if our focus remains for the uh, indefinite future on the past misdeeds of President Trump? if he is in and out of a federal courtroom for uh, years to come, is that a service to this nation? I'm not suggesting that uh, anyone should ever look the other way or that any crime against this country is acceptable. But, but, is there a case to be made for why Joe Biden may be able to in what you could describe an act of courage or uh, unexpected uh, mercy, grant President Trump a pardon. If you are a reader of the Deseret News, you will have likely seen the argument made by uh, Jay Evenson uh, just uh, about a week or so ago uh, under the headline, For the Good of the Country, Joe Biden Should Pardon President Trump. If you are a reader of The Hill, it's a, a publication that focuses on things going on in Washington, in particular the legislative branch. Uh, another opinion uh, writer, Gil Troy, makes the case why Joe Biden should pardon Donald Trump. I'm working out my thoughts on this one. What do you think? I'd like to hear from you. 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line, uh, and I'd like, I'd like in particular for you to call in. I'd like to hear from you directly. 801-575-8255. 801 KSL Talk is the number and the question is, should President Joe Biden pardon Donald Trump for crimes committed potentially during his time as president and even before? What do you think? 801-575-8255 is the number. 801 KSL Talk. Your call's next on live mic. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. It's surreal to ask this following question, but here we are in American history. Should President Joe Biden pardon President Donald Trump? Should President Joe Biden offer a pardon to President Donald Trump? I put this question to texters and callers, and a number of callers are on the line. We'll get to those in just a moment, but let me be clear about my question here and what a pardon exactly is. So a, a pardon— can be offered uh, retroactively uh, it uh, it can be offered about a specific instance a specific uh, c- crime uh, if you have been uh, you know charged and convicted you can be pardoned for that but as we learned in the case of president ford issuing a blanket pardon to richard nixon can you can offer as president you can offer a blanket pardon and not necessarily affix it to a uh, a single either convicted crime or accused crime, and that is what what uh, that's what is at the root of this question: should the should President Joe Biden offer a blanket pardon to President Donald Trump? Interesting. Uh, I mentioned President Gerald Ford. The, the interpretation of history is that he essentially lost his uh, 1976 election to Jimmy Carter because of his decision to pardon Richard Nixon. But Ford uh, was forever confident in his decision. In fact, in his wallet, he carried, uh, this President Ford, he carried in his wallet a, quote, ...from a Supreme Court opinion dating back to 1915. That was Burdick v. United States, which uh, ruled that a pardon, a presidential pardon, upon acceptance by, you know, in this case it would be Donald Trump, President Trump, or, you know, any of the other hundreds of people who have received pardons over the years, that it carries an imputation of guilt, acceptance, a confession of it. And so to accept a pardon is a confession of guilt. And so this isn't excusing anything. This isn't letting anyone get away with anything. Uh, there may be uh, you know, certain statutory consequences that are sidestepped, and I guess that's just what we uh, accept if our answer to this question is yes. And I might propose uh, that such a scenario would lead to less division moving forward. Let's go to the phones right now and see how folks think. Josh calls from uh, Salt Lake. Josh, welcome to the program. What do you think about this? Pardon or no?
0: I'm just on the side of no. I I feel like he should not pardon, and it all comes back, and I'll be honest, I'm not a Trump fan whatsoever, but I'm also not a Democrat and a lover of Democrats, but I'm also a believer in morals and accountability, and I think we need to set a precedent for our leaders to not act in the way that our past president
1: has acted. Fair enough, Josh. Thanks for the call. Jumping now to Sandy uh, and Tammy joins us on the line. Tammy, what do you think? Uh, pardon or no?
0: Totally agree with Josh. Uh, our democracy requires uh, accountability, in my estimation, and he definitely should not pardon him. As a matter of fact, I hope he gets impeached because he'll they will be getting I don't know if you know this, which is right. They get a million dollars travel uh, as an ex-president. I don't know if that's for the whole time that they're an ex-president or that's per year. But personally, I don't want him traveling on the taxpayer's dime um, talking about hoaxes and a rigged election for the next four years. That's the way I feel about that.
1: My understanding is that it's a million-dollar travel budget uh, annually, and there is also a a pension of – and you'll have to help me with the number. I don't remember, but I, I, somewhere in the neighborhood at 200,000 annual. I don't know. I'll, I'll Google that one and get back to you on uh, that question. I'm not sure if conviction in the Senate would, uh, would take away from President Trump those, uh, those perks, the travel perk. The, there's also Secret Service protection for life enjoyed by former uh, United States presidents or that pension. I, I'm not certain of that. Uh, let's move to Utah County. Terry joins us. Terry, what do you think? Pardon or no?
0: You know, there's a caveat. I think he should pardon him just to, for the sake of the country. But with that caveat that President Trump agrees never to run for any political office again in his lifetime. Interesting. And I'll hang up and listen to your answer.
1: All right. Uh, Terry, you, you... You put out an interesting caveat and I could see uh, from the perspective of Joe Biden, President Biden uh, and Democrats, how that would be very valuable to them to, uh, you know, in exchange for a pardon, uh, you know, a a, an assurance that the president would not uh, run for office again. President Trump, that is. Uh, And, you know, that would be certainly unprecedented. We haven't had, uh, you know, any kind of agreements like that beyond the pardon power arranged. Uh, not sure if that's even legal, to be honest, uh, but it's an interesting uh, notion nonetheless. Now, that that could be brought about uh, if the Senate and the White House today were to work together. The Senate is empowered to convict President Trump and in a secondary vote uh, with a simple majority preclude him from future office. That uh, could take place in conjunction with a pardon on the part of the White House. Uh, last call. Uh, we're going to go to Goran in willa Goran, what do you say?
0: I say no because of the
1: fact that there's a loss of life.
0: OK. He doesn't deserve a pardon. Somebody needs to be held accountable for those people that have lost their lives. And he incited it by flattening out, telling them to march that way to the Capitol.
1: You, you think, though, then, I would not pardon him. With, with that said, then you do you do you think that there are criminal charges on the horizon for President Trump due to the events of January 6th?
0: Yes, there should be. I mean, how many people out there, if somebody shoots somebody and you got somebody with you, that person's an accessory? Mm -hmm. Same thing. Why should he be allowed off just because he was a president prior? What about people that are in jail now that were just accessories to a murder
1: or something? Interesting point of view. Listen, thank you for the call. Thanks for listening. Uh, My apologies to Linda. We won't have time to get to you. Uh, A little bit of fact checking. Uh, My thanks to Kira Hoffelmeyer in the newsroom lets me know that the presidential pension is $221,000 a year. I don't know. I don't know if... Uh, a conviction in the Senate would exclude a former president from enjoying that or the million dollar annual travel budget or Secret Service protection. Uh, you know, nothing like this has ever come up before, so <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, but we'll find out, or, or maybe it's a rule that has to be invented yet. And the uh, Senate, as it bears the sole power to try an impeachment, maybe they'll have to make a decision. Uh, we'll see. Also, it looks like uh, if Speaker Pelosi transmits those are the article of impeachment over to the Senate not likely to see action on that uh, this week uh, maybe next week we'll see quick break back with more here on KSL News Radio A gun
0: in the face then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up they pointed their guns at me and this is the point where I thought I'm going to die today
1: started 2 years of horror for an American in Venezuela
0: they said you need to